You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 56, The Exploding Citizens. Probably my single favorite story title of any of the Superman's <laughs> issues so far. What a concept. Hello and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Steven. And a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Ed Moore. I am not exploding. I'm not. That's kind of gross. That's good. It's, it's you know, I think that's a, a personal goal that everybody should set for themselves to not explode. To not explode. Yes. Yep. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it Life of Brian or History of the World? The big fact, I can't eat another That point. is uh, Monty Python and the meaning of life. Meaning of life. Okay. And he Mr. eats a Creosote. mint. Yes. A mint. A wafer thin mint. Finally, monsieur, a wafer thin mint. And then that blows up. That's all it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always yeah, thought they, that was I've, one of the grossest scenes I've ever seen. Oh, in yeah. Movie. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> they, they've often told the story uh, when they first, that's a, it's a Terry Jones, Michael Palin written sketch. And when they brought it to the, to the group, John Cleese was very much against it. He didn't, he thought it was a little too over the top. It was gross. He didn't find anything funny about it. And then the next morning calls up Terry Jones and says, you know what? I've been thinking about this Mr. Creosote sketch. And I, I, I do think it's pretty, I think it's pretty good. I think we should do it. And Terry Jones says that I think that, uh, John Cleese realized that the waiter, which he plays in the sketch is actually the funniest part of the sketch. The wafer thin mint. And that's, you know, he oh, wanted okay. to play that, play that character. It's only a wafer thin. Did I ever tell you the story about uh, a number of years back, um, maybe five, six, seven years ago, uh, John Cleese came to Topeka. He was uh, on a book tour and they had this thing going on at this theater in Topeka where uh, my brother-in-law bought tickets, had one of them for me and, and, and uh, uh, said I can bring one of the kids. I ended up taking Palin. And it was a screening of the Holy Grail. And then after the Holy Grail, John Cleese came out with the moderator and, and answered questions. Wow. Okay. And we were, we, were lit, we were literally front row center, which meant we spent the entire time watching the movie all, you know, their heads yeah, all like the way back. At the um, <laughs> it was probably the most fun I've ever had watching that movie. I think it's the first time I saw the movie in a theater. I'd okay. seen it millions of times, but when you watch it in a theater, full of people who love the movie just as much as you do. It's such a yeah. different experience, but the best part of the night, because basically they had stuff out front in the lobby where you could write down questions and you put it in a box and then they took those questions and they asked him, but there was uh, at one point he was talking about marriage and children and he starts just going off about how kids are just, they're just terrible. They're the worst he doesn't understand why anybody would, you know, he's got a couple kids, but doesn't understand why anybody would want to have a kid because they're just terrible. And as he's saying that he looks down and there's Palin sitting next to me and she's going like this. She goes, uh, uh. and so in mid sentence, he's like, kids are the most terrible. And he goes, not you dear. You're, you're wonderful. And then just keeps talking again. And I'm like, holy crap, John, please talk to you. He recognized my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So that yep. was pretty cool. That's cool. All right. Um, I don't know. I think I'm bantered out. I, you know, I've been, I was thinking throughout the day, different things that I was going to want to talk about for banter. Um, 
you know, a few, a number of episodes back, I talked about, uh, two podcasts that I've been binging the, uh, mm-hmm. legends of the old West and, right. um, infamous America still not caught up on the two of those still been just been binging the crap out of them. Okay. A lot of really fun stuff. Um, fun as in crazy murdery type stories and whatnot. And I found out that the guy who hosts it uh, recently wrote a book uh, that's coming out this month. That is uh, it's a, it's a nonfiction. It's called something like the, the summer of 1876. And it's just about these various stories that happened during the summer of 1876 that involved like Buffalo Bill Cody and Wild Bill Hickok, um, uh, Wyatt Earp and uh, Bat Masterson and Dodge City, just all these things that most people know that just happened to kind of overlap during okay. this one summer in, of, of 76. And he did, it sounds like a pretty interesting book. And I happen to have a credit on Audible, so I'm probably going to use that when it comes out later in the month. So um, looking forward I, to that. I have a quick overlap story then. Okay. Uh, I have found out that in, in history, several members of his gang, including his older brother, visited Princeton. I'll, I'll tell you who he is. Visited Princeton here in West Virginia, the city that I'm in, checked out their bank to rob it, found out it was not worth it, so they moved on. That was Billy the Kid's gang. Nice. Yes. So in in scouting the eastern part of the country here, looking for places, they came through Princeton. Nah. And moved on. Yeah, I I found out through Infamous America that... that, uh, um, Bonnie and Clyde robbed a bank in Lawrence, Kansas. Oh, Stayed okay. at the Eldridge Hotel, which is still standing. It's a famous, you know, it's the, the Quantrill burned the Eldridge down and it's, you know, they rebuilt it. It's still there. People still, still oh, stay there. there but we go. yeah, they, yep. there was a part in the episode where they talked about them going to Lawrence, Kansas and staying the night at the Eldridge and then robbing the bank the next morning. As uh, Bonnie and, and Clyde were wont to do. Yes. Yes, they were. Did you ever see, uh, do you got Netflix? Yes. Have, have you watched The Highwaymen with uh, no. Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson? Yeah, I know it, I know it, but yeah, no, we haven't seen it. Yeah, it's good. Put that on your list. It's the, okay. Those are the, the, the Fred Hamer, I think is the guy's name, the uh, lawman that came out of retirement. And he's the, he's the guy that gunned down Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, you're ready to talk about this issue or this story? Story number two, yes, sir. Story number two, The Exploding Citizens. I just love that title. Wow. It's the, uh, and it, you know, it means what it says. Yes, (laughs) it it is on the nose. Yeah, yeah, it's not a euphemism for anything. Nope. This is the uh, second story to appear in Superman number seven, written by Jerry Siegel. Uh, penciled by Joe Schuster and Wayne Boring. Um, it's kind of the same thing with the previous story. It l- l- looks more Probably. Wayne Boring than it does Joe Schuster. Yeah. Uh, definitely inked by Wayne Boring. Uh, Superman number seven has a cover date of November, December 1940, but an on-sale date of September 10th, 1940, according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics. And let's tell you, let me tell you what happened in this story. Superman travels to Gay City. 
something that would mean something complete. You, if you heard that today, that would mean something completely different. Yep. Superman goes to Gay City, where the townspeople have suddenly become brittle as glass. After saving some from deadly collisions, Superman visits Commissioner Stanley, who tips him off to Gargoyle Towers, the suspected source of the malady. There's some great names in this, you know, the name <laughs> of the story, the man. name of the city, the name of this Gargoyle Towers. Great <sighs> names. Uh, the building turns out to be a trap, but Superman locates another building, which seems to be emitting invisible rays from within. While Superman visits the building and finds an evil scientist, Kotsoff, Lois Lane arrives in town and is affected by the malady as well. Superman forces the scientist and his associates to turn over the antidote, which he uses to help Lois. Then he returns to look for the commissioner. Stanley attempts to escape by plane, but the Man of Steel brings him down. Superman is then doused with Kotsoff's gas, which knocks him out, and the police take him into custody. When he revives, Superman breaks out, captures the crooks, forcing them to confess, and spreads the antidote to the town. What you think about this one? I thought this gave me definite Twilight Zone mm. night gallery kind of vibes. Yes. That's, yes. that's exactly how it felt, uh, like, like one of those shows. When I, I, I put all the notes together first before I read any of these stories. So I'm putting the show notes together and I get to this one. I go, the exploding citizens, that can't, that's got, that's got to mean... Maybe a bunch of angry people. They're exploding with rage. And then I get to the, the second panel of the first page, you know, after you get past the splash page. And literally two people bump into each other and explode. <laughs> that, uh, yes. They're turning. It's so funny because they're turning into glass. They bump into each other. They shatter. And then everybody's like, don't move. We got to not bump into each other. And everybody just kind of stops moving. But yet we see a car collision. And the people inside each car explode, causing one of the cars to run wild and hit somebody and they explode. <laughs> Into the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and man. there's, I mean, look at that panel. It, it looks like body parts are just flying all over the place. Yes. Yes. Craziness. Wow. Uh, we get a, a radio announcer. Citizens of Gay City, play close, pay close attention. Stay in your homes. Do not dare move. Bump into just bump into something and you just explode. That yeah, that's some scary stuff. That well, and we find out because of Lois that you don't even necessarily have to bump into anything. Yeah, you know her hands stuff start turning happening to, to her yeah. that it's like, well, we didn't see anyone else, you know, experiencing it that way. Yep. Now here, like the first story of tonight's recording, but not like the middle story. They freeze her, right? They they yeah, purposely yeah. put her in danger to motivate Superman, though he doesn't need any more motivation than he already has. Right. But it, it adds a uh, uh, a weight to why he, again, not that he needs weight. I, I don't know why they felt it necessary to, to do that to her. Yeah. You know, it's the, the only... The only reason I can think of is why they would bring her into the story and do that to her is so I maybe that gives the reader more of a um 
What's the word I'm looking for? You know, it's the, the, the reader, you know, you're reading this and you're like, oh my gosh, people are blowing up, but I'm not really that emotionally involved in Invested. these strangers, but oh my gosh, it's happening to Lois too. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It gives, it gives the reader maybe a little bit more personal involvement in the story. Um, cause it's not really going to happen to Superman at this point. They, this would right. have been a good story to do something like that to Superman to make you wonder, right. if, you know, is Superman going to survive this? But is he truly do, invulnerable if he, yeah. if he falls prey to something like this? Um, on the, mm, my page numbers are gone. Uh, the page, let's see, is it? Yeah. The page where we see Lois telling Perry that she's not going to go. And then she goes. Yeah. At the bottom of that page, the first panel, another speedy moving Superman in a different kind of way than what we have seen before. Yeah. In silhouette. Yeah. He's moving so quickly. Yeah, that we can't see him clearly. Yeah. Yep. Through the fleecy clouds whizzes the man of tomorrow like a runaway meter. Meteor. I keep saying that wrong. Uh, and we have it, a, and then we have a, a trolley car that is stopped on railroad tracks, which right. I don't never seen that before. But yeah, Superman you, you not would, only picks up the trolley car to get it out of the way, he then grabs the back of the, the train, the train itself, to he, stop it. Yeah, and he I, has you to know, stop the train. I was looking at the second panel on this page with the two guys talking to each other. It was terrible to see the train bearing down on us, blah, blah, blah. And there's a hat sitting on the seat next to one of the guys, and there's smoke coming out of it. And I no, it's first not looked smoke. at that going, what is, what's going on with that hat? But then the next panel yep. is the engineer's compartment, and there's smoke in there. And I realized that was somebody sitting next to that dude that has exploded. Right, yeah, it's. I I didn't think it's smoke. I thought it was just a pile of the 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 ash that they turn into. Yeah, craziness. But and the, these two guys are talking like you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the guy that exploded like, next to us. Yeah, the dude just disappeared. Who was sitting yeah. next to you, man? Come on, have some compassion. The next page, the the panel, first panel, second row of the explosion. Mm-hmm. Hurtling Superman. That looks. That's a really good panel. Blowing yeah, cape, his his cape blowing over, over his, his head. head. Yeah, yeah, away from. Yeah, that's a that's a nice panel. That's that's done very well. And something like this. What this tells me is that they actually stopped a minute and thought, "What would yeah. this look like if it were happening?" And yeah. and I need to draw it. You know that way. However accurately that would be. Because that's to me, that's what that looks like is a an attempt to be very accurate with that situation rather than some, you know, fanciful. I'm doing a comic book kind of thing. It's like, no, let's let's make this real. And then it looks like Superman kills uh, somebody with a uh, big steel eye beam. Yeah, you see that they didn't say anything about that. Yeah. He's he, the he, mighty mass over his shoulder and onto the empty lot across the street, but. Not an empty lot. There's people standing there. Uh, are those bad guys? I guess they I'm, have to be. I'm or? assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming so because the third panel in the top row, it's the same area. The two guys, because there's a that's like one of those a billboard, and the one yeah. guy saying "blow it up now, the, blow the, the, it that's up." The okay, dynamiters. so it's them. Okay, yeah, it's yep. them that gets squished. Okay, but still, that's pretty dark. 
Clark. So they just they just get their payback. That's all. They deserved yeah. it. Had it yeah. coming. And then the next page, we get another panel of people blowing up. And just the way that that's drawn, it just, <laughs> with the ex- the explosion in the middle, it, you really get parts. the sense of arms and legs flying across the room. <laughs> yes. They're just really not pulling any punches with this one. Nope. And see... It's it's those kind of images and just the concept of being made of something so brittle that if you move, you'll just fall apart. That's what makes me yeah. think some kind of Twilight Zone episode that yeah. the, the people are succumbing to whatever this is. Yep. Now, it does show that when Lois hits the door with her hand, it's almost like they're saying, as Lois... Lois's hand accidentally strikes against the door. There comes the sound of tinkling glass. And I don't know if that means she didn't realize her hand was turning into glass until she hit the door or there's something about that kinetic mm. thing that could, could be either one. Yeah. But she does. There, there is a moment here where she kind of moves, isn't it? Is it the same page? No, it's, it's a couple pages later. She reaches into her purse to get some gum. And it's not quite clear, but as she raises her arm, great. And then yeah. that's when she she can't put her hand down or, or her, her whole arm may fall off. Fall to the, the floor. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, that. Yeah. And yeah, this guy cuts off. Is this guy mentioned at all before we meet him in the story? This scientist cuts off. I, he says, cuts off the long missing scientist. Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't rem- think so. I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember it at his all. His name coming up? Nope. Or that there was a scientist missing in the news or anything like that. I mean, they they yeah. didn't throw that out at us anywhere. I was kind of trying to scan scan through here and see if that came up at any point, but the long just- missing scientist. You know, mm. unless unless this is a continuity thing from at some point back. Yeah, I just I can't see them doing. <laughs> Uh, you, at this point, though, you don't know because they're introducing yeah. more and more things like this. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Superman sees the rays emitting from a building. His x-ray vision reveals a gruesome sight. Workers in a generating plant being shaken to bits by the vibrating generators. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. And do we, because so he he discovers this long-missing scientist who uh, were do we get any reason why I don't remember if there's any motivation behind why Kotsoff wants these people to turn into glass and explode? Um, it's a real estate scam. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. They'd be able to then buy up all the real estate cheap. And then when everybody forgets after a while, Oh yeah, that, well, I don't remember people blowing up in this town. Let's start buying up some, buy a house here. That is hardcore, yeah. man. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's all. It's just a yep. real estate scam. Yeah, that's crazy. Seems like a long way to go to uh, buy up some land and and uh, buy land cheap and sell it high. Uh, that's yep. you know, and then come to find out that it's the mayor. Is that what he was? That ultimately was by no the commissioner. Yeah, uh, commissioner was ultimately behind the the steering of what to do and how to do it and everything like that. So I guess the scientist disappeared long 
ago and has been working on this that whole time. I guess that's why he yeah. disappeared to to be able to do this. But yeah, this one, uh, I think art wise, I don't think it looks, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it looks as good as the, as the previous story here in Superman. No, but it looks so much better than when Joe was just doing it by himself. Um, we get Superman holding people under his arms to one on each side. We get one of those moments. Yep. Yet again. We should have been counting those things. Yeah, we really should have been. That that happens much more frequently now than the hanging by the ledge thing. But we do have a moment where we get worried for Superman for maybe two panels because he gets hit with that ray or whatever that zaps his strength and he, mm-hmm. he goes unconscious. And so they chain him up and throw him in the jail. And which two is panels later, he's breaking out. So the second time this has happened. In our readings, one of those yes. glowy balls actually knocked That's him right. out, and he had to recover from that. Yeah, because I remember him saying to, to to himself, "What he what he doesn't know is that my strength has returned." Right. Yeah. You know. So he did. I I thought at first when I saw that that he was faking, which he has done in the past. Yes. But it's like, nope. This one got him, but he recovered quickly to to full yeah. supermanishness. If that's a word, well, it is now. So, but this one, yeah, I think you describing it as a as Twilight Zone or Night Gallery is right on the money, because um, it's not quite. I mean, it, it's science fiction, of course, because we have this, you know, what's happening to these people because a, a mad scientist has created this this formula, this ray or gas or whatever. But yeah, but before you learn that, it's yeah, it's very much. It's, almost like a like a Stephen King type of thing. People right, are just yeah. suddenly bumping into each other and it, turning into and just, glass and exploding. And that's... The, the, the car wrecks and the car careening into the yeah. crowd. The two workers. And it's like, yeah, it's that's uh, they handled nightmare yeah, they hand, kind of stuff. Exactly. They handled it very well because they don't explain mm-hmm. why it's happening. And that's almost more terrifying right. than yeah. the fact that it's happening, you know? So, yeah, really like that. Very these the three stories we did tonight, you know, all really good stuff, and it makes me worry for what's coming next. Well, I we're just gonna get some crap, but well, I was gonna say know. we can just hope that they don't go down. That we've hit another yeah. cool plateau, and that it continues for a while before it elevates. You know, here in the in the future. At, I mean, we, at we, some point soon, they have to start giving us more of these characters that will become supervillains for him uh yes through the course of time we we really haven't encountered but one really up to this point well so ultra humanite and luther that's <clears throat> it well but even ultra humanite disappears for yeah for until the next comic book age yes yeah, squ- <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> We're talking about that again. We can't. I, I will your, say that your we, earbuds won't stand it. Yeah, yeah. When we got when I got to the last page of this story, though, and I swipe over to the first page of the next story, I'm quite intrigued. I, I didn't think, look I at the next one. Let me see. Um, why? Because he's holding the car, he's, or because they're throwing stuff at him? 
Throwing he's, grenades, I guess. Yeah, they're they're up in the air. He's holding a car over o- over his head, and the gangsters in the car throwing grenades. Throwing a grenade under under the car to try yeah. to get. Yeah, I guess. Well, if if we suddenly start dropping, we'll know that we got him. Yeah, yeah. I think if if I'm in a car and a superhero was holding me aloft in the air, the last thing I want to do is take him out. Yeah, you, you, know? you might want to leave let, that alone. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to the ground first. Yeah, let's 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 hold back. Let's figure yeah. out what we're going to do. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next time. That's a little tease. Yeah, couple weeks. But I, or you so. know, I was saying I'm worried about what we're going to get next. But just looking at that page makes me feel like we're going to get some more good stuff. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully it'll. I mean, stay. it looks good. It, it's very a very well drawn page. So we're probably sticking with Wayne Boring or Jack Burnley at that point. So, a little bit of uh, research shows that in uh, the Superman, the the Superman books, not action, but in the Superman books, we have been seeing ads for the radio program also oh, cool. in the comic book. Cool, cool, cool. This one had an ad for the uh, the return of the Yellow Mask, which is beginning October seventh, and they have a and- little write up about what that a little summation here on the ad and if any of you are interested in hearing any of those old radio programs i would suggest uh the superman radio revisited podcast um in which your host plays for you uh in each episode uh, uh episode of the radio show and then talks about it afterwards i'm very behind on that good um, stuff very entertaining but it's to- yeah it's it's really good stuff i really enjoy those episodes and uh I, you know it's it, it's taken me a while to get used to the guy who does the voice of both clark and superman it's just not what i what i hear in my head when i hear right. you know it, it doesn't seem as deep as i would think superman would be but um it's definitely a different superman than what we what we get in these stories the radio mm-hmm. superman is is a different it's a different universe. It's a different guy altogether, almost. And uh, Clark, in those radio episodes that I've that I have listened to, is he's not kind of the milksop that he has to pretend to be in these in these comic book stories. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Tends, yeah, he tends to not take crap from people like like he does. And no, oh, no. Uh oh, I I got a kitty cat visitor. No, we have a visit. Now nah, he's leaving. Yeah, my my two have stayed away pretty much. Um, I I think I I really don't have anything else to add to this one. I don't either. Um, very happy with these with the three stories we talked about tonight. Yeah, great art, a lot fun of fun. stories. It's just yeah, it's just it's like suddenly everything just jumped up a notch. Yep. You know that 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 chef that used to be on TV came in and went bam. Uh, Emerald Lagasse. Emerald. Yeah. He was always Dang. kicking it up a notch. Bam! It's uh, kicking it up a notch. Yeah. Let's kick this up a notch. And I oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Here we go, Stephen. Oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> here's, here's my visitor. Been been sitting here too long. That's funny. Come over here, baby. I'm almost done. We each had cats make an appearance on the show. Yep. All right. Um, wrap this sucker up then. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this episode uh until next folks until next week folks i'm falling asleep and i'm steven and that's ed 
This was a Superman Super Show. Ciao. Bye. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Supes Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Go. Doug, you still sticking with us? And are you going to be there on Thursday for uh, Comic Addiction, The Return? Boom Addiction. Boom Addiction. His, his original podcast was Comic Addiction. Mm-hmm. That's what started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. There would be no Boom Addiction without Comic Addiction. I was the one that talked him into doing Boom Addiction. Yeah. He had a whole addiction franchise. Wildstorm, Savage yeah, Dragon, X, Image, Comic. And I, and I feel like there's still, isn't there still a, a podcast out there that uses the name that he just, uh, you know? I don't know. The, like the Wildstorm Addiction guys went to, to YouTube and I, yeah. I, they still might call themselves Wildstorm Addiction. I'm not yeah. sure. But um, I'm still here. I'll try to be there for Boom Addiction. I don't didn't know it was coming back. Oh, yeah. On, well, I just found out Twitter, about it today, it's, man. It's been all over Twitter. Um, Thursday night at 9, uh, we're supposed to get together and film slash record the first episode of season four of the show. 9, 8 central. I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to be there. Um, I don't, I, th- I don't think I have anything going on that night, but I could be in the middle of a uh, editing or. Hell, you can come in anytime. We'll probably be at it for a couple hours. I mean. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Um, I am recording. You ready to do this third one? I'm good to go. Okay. <clears throat> this one I'll just say right now has uh, the, uh, well, I'll, I'll say it when we get in. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Don't miss the next installment of Superman.